Hello and welcome to the Dice Breaker Podcast live. It's live! Again, <laughs> again, live. Apart from if you're listening on Monday, in which case it's not live, but we're still happy to have you here. Welcome. But you should know that we record it live now on YouTube mm. every Friday at 2pm BST. Yeah, so come and join us if you want to throw things in the chat live. Live! So, either that or just, you know, just listen to it and enjoy it. Uh, I'm Matt Jarvis. I'm joined this week by three of the team, including one new face. <gasps> well, kind of new. You've already popped up on the channel, but new to the podcast. We have to we have to celebrate every you know yes. every new step. Every Liv. milestone, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Liv. Welcome <laughs> to to the Dicebreaker podcast. Welcome to Team Dicebreaker. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I feel like a guest, but I'll settle in. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Liv is still in the process of like you know when dogs like wrap around like three times in a circle before they actually sit. Mm. Still, it's still in that limbo between in and out. You know, like the cat yeah. kneading. Yeah, you just have to really. Is kind that of... a threat? Wheels. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, look, most companies have probation. Like, that's not my personal threat. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, also joining us, Alex Lowley's. Hello. Hi. And Wheels. Hello. Uh, I'm sure everybody else is dealing with this who lives in Brighton. Well, I say everybody else. I'm sure it's both me and Liv dealing with this. Uh, there is like a windstorm going on right now. So if you yeah. hear an incredibly loud noise from my window, that's why. I've got a rainstorm. Mm. Oh, Matt, any storms oh, yeah. in Cambridge? Uh, I mean, as a sufferer of IBS, I'm always living with the windstorm. So... <laughs> my bowel brother. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, we are here. To chat about this week's well, what what we've been playing, what we've been doing, what we've been up to, a little bit of news, and then once again we have a brand new game that we'll be playing live on air, uh, which I think will be a fun one. Uh, okay, we... just very quickly, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Matt, but I am absolutely disgusted. Uh, where was the request for a bingo call? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, oh, we got okay. there. Yeah, maybe. I haven't said which episode this is. Yeah. Oh, Last I thought you should say at the top of the episode. Okay. I didn't mention it this time. I was too excited to introduce Liv. Okay, uh, that's oh, fair. That's you. fair. I, I will accept that excuse this uh, time. <laughs> it's it's episode fifty nine, Lolies. Brighton Line. <gasps> oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, so fifty nine. <laughs> Route 59 was the train line day trippers. Wait, the train line day trippers took out of London when heading for Brighton and the South Coast. So wow. there, you go. there you go. It all ties up very nice. We've got a couple of Brighton day trippers in this chat, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. A couple of day trippers. <laughs> I'm saying you don't. You don't live in Brighton. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it sounded so much more. Kind of sinister. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I miss the Brighton line. I quite liked. I quite like that train line. I mean, I spent a lot of time on it, so maybe it's just by necessity I grew to accept it in my life. But fair necessity. Well, you already did about eight <laughs> songs on the last podcast. I'm singing fair necessities. Oh, right uh, thing should, we get, <laughs> should we get into what we've been up to this week? The meat of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tasty, tasty meat or vegan meat, if you prefer. <laughs> uh, let's nice. let's kick off with you, Liv, as as the newcomer to the Dicebreaker podcast, but only this time because from now on you're a regular, and so oh, thank you. you know um, you only get this kind of treatment once. From then on, it's just, <laughs> you're, next you know, week I'm going to be just cast aside. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But what what have you been up to this week? What you've been playing? What you've been 
comfortable. Well, I've been moving <laughs> fair <laughs> Brighton. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've been settling in and that's mostly what I've been doing. I made a desk, which is, mm, that is playing the game of life. Mm, exactly. Uh, yeah. But not and... the game, the game of life. <laughs> no. The game, the game of life. Um, and uh, yeah, the big thing, uh, I left the house today, which was pretty cool and saw wheels. Yeah. So... Yes. Lodi's, yeah. um, we, we went into the studio, Lodi's, in the studio with more than one person on Dicebreaker's team. Imagine that. Oh my I, God. Actually, I feel betrayed. I feel like you've gone behind my back and <laughs> gone to a place that was special before, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, it's <laughs> not special anymore. Okay. All right. It is. But how many, how many, did you have to like wade your way through the cobwebs when you <laughs> went in there? Well, Zoe was Wait, filming me... one of her makeup level up videos. So we were, we were oh. helping with that. Uh, mm-hmm. to get Liv sort of like aligned with the studio and how it yeah. goes on and then I oh, like awesome. info dumped for about 20 minutes and Liv just mm-hmm. sort of looked at me like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember being at that point yeah <laughs> and I remember being like uh I'll probably uh I'll I'll uh I'll probably ask you a lot of questions again but thanks <laughs> yeah like with me the thing is that I'm like determined to like know what I'm talking about first time so I was like mm-hmm, yeah no I'll just I'll play around with it I'll be fine oh. <laughs> um <laughs> But um, by the way, Zoe's makeup was on point. Good, good stuff. Very good. It's very good makeup. Yeah. As, as it mm. tends to be on that show, as it tends to yeah. be. But we're not here to talk about yeah. Eurogamer. We're here to talk more about like, Dicebreaker. More like Burro Gamer. More like Boring Gamer. <laughs> yeah. More like... No, that's all I got. Burro Gamer. That's a better one. If you say Burro Gamer, isn't that Mexican Spanish for ass? I it works you. either way. So there it you works go. either way. Yeah. Anyway, back to me. <laughs> mm, yeah. Please live. <laughs> so, uh, did did that stuff. But in terms of what I've been playing, um, so the day that I like moved into this place, I uh, my friends were like, "Are you sure you want to play D and D tonight? You're probably gonna be a bit tired." And I was like, "I'll be fine. I'd like to join, please." Um, and so we played some Icewind Dale, which is like one of the um what's it called modules for D and it's also very, a great video very... game it's a video game yeah yeah like oh. the the old um infinity engine crfgs like Baldur's gate one and two sort of sort of era oh, i thought yeah. we weren't poro gamer wheels poro gamer <laughs> was, that... Gamer. <laughs> was that rhyme of the Frostmaiden? uh frost maiden Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last was it last year or the year before? I feel like time has condensed into. I think it was last year. Yeah, I remember um, the DM being very excited. She was very excited about um, getting the fancy book and everything. Nice. Very recently, um, but yeah, no, it's it's super fun. We've gotten to like a the party's gone to like a really exciting point, but I, it's something that I will not spoil for anyone who might be <laughs> going to play the module themselves. But it's very exciting. Um, and I'm playing a paladin, uh, tiefling, but she just was disguised as a human for a bit. It was a whole thing. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, no, that was, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I also did end up falling asleep because... <laughs> <laughs> That's ding and D for you. <laughs> More like Z and Z and Z and Z and Z. That's a good one, Matt. That was good. Really good. No, that was good. <laughs> Unfortunately, that you was have wrong. to give it to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you got me there. But uh, 
it was only because I'd been moving the entire day, and so that we were about fair. to go into like a really exciting fight, and it allowed me a rumble, you know. But then all of a sudden, I was about to fall asleep, and I was like, "I'm gonna just." Were you waiting for your turn in combat? Because I've fallen asleep <laughs> waiting for my turn in combat. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't even get that far. I was like, I was like talking gibberish. I was like, she swings. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah. So I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you control my character, and I'll be back next week. I'm gonna um, have a nap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna nap for like two days. Um, yeah. So that was on like last Saturday. Um, I've also been playing Camp Grizzly with yeah. Wheels. Yeah, with Louis and Wheels. Um, which was, as I've said probably a bunch of times now, the uh, game that I introduced during my interview and stuff. And we actually played it, and it's coming out on Sunday, right? Yeah, I have not been able to stop thinking about the game <laughs> since you talked about it in your yeah. interview. And also <laughs> since we've played it, I've been, not been able to... I'll tell you what's about. not coming out. Another print run of Camp Grizzly. That's so upsetting. It's like 300 quid for anybody who's trying oh, to get God. a copy of Camp Grizzly. It's not possible. And yeah. if it is possible, it's like you're looking at a couple of hundred dollars. It's mm -hmm. like stupid expensive. It oh. really is. Are we getting to the point? Sorry, mm. I'll have to carry on. My bad. <laughs> I was saying it's available on Tabletop Simulator, which yeah, is great. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, are we getting into the point where like all of the games that Liv will now mention are the ones that me and Lonely Sports have been playing? Because <laughs> we, we've all been doing them on video. <laughs> I, well, I, look, I'll introduce as many as possible. I mean, that was probably one of the most niche I know, I think, but like... Yeah. It's so good. I, it's one of those ones. At, I think did we talk about this before? Where it was like mm -hmm. games that are out of print that we wish weren't, or like no, no, it was it was games that we didn't that are like not very well known, but should be more well known. That's one of them. I think mm -hmm. that game deserves to like just be more widely known. Like it's a. Mm -hmm. I mean, on BGG it rates at like seven point four, which on BGG is quite high a rating for a board yeah. game. Um and it completely deserves it it's so good like thematically it just does what it's trying to do so well it's a super uh, like genre game isn't it like you can yeah. you can tell they really love the things that they're sort of like parodying slash referencing yeah yeah it's a pity because it um i think that was kickstarted in something like 2018 i think or, or maybe even earlier and yeah, it's like yeah was it yeah and like um a, you know a, a lot when i was like trying to get my hands on the game i was like looking online to see if like there was any information and like people were making a good point it was like that's before like board game kickstarter kind of kicked mm, off properly yeah. or was like as common as it is now so like maybe they were just kind of struggling or had like maybe underestimated what they needed to do or, or the cost involved or whatever i don't know but um it's a pity it didn't come out like a couple of years later because you never know that maybe maybe it would still be around or yeah, i don't know exactly like i don't like i think i was saying that i don't think it reached its like like highest goals like i think it reached like the initial goal but not very mm. far beyond that which was a shame i would have thrown all my money at it had i known um but uh but yeah no it's um it's it's just basically like hey do you want to safely be in a slasher horror film here you go enjoy <laughs> um, that's, that's there was stuff. a moment where lolis was like i want to be in this film wait no not in it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i uh, I, but I, was, I was i think i say it in the video as well it's like when we were playing i kept thinking like oh, i really want to when we're done this i really want to go watch that film and i had to keep reminding myself that it's not actually i know it's based on like you know a, a few different films but it's like 
there's not actually a film that is based exactly on the story that we played and um it really felt like it existed though and i really wanted to watch it yeah um, totally but yeah i'm quite sad <laughs> they should make a film and they should bring the board game back they really should i very much agree um if have you watched it has anyone watched any of the friday the 13th films mm-hmm. i feel like yes. i have probably yeah, yeah. like i okay. feel like most people have and I, i've probably at some point watched it i think <laughs> i remember staying up very late when i was gosh i must have been about nine or ten maybe oh younger God. maybe slightly older yeah. and watching jason x um, and oh. being really deeply upset by the bit where he freezes someone's head in liquid nitrogen and then smashes it like a light bulb. Yeah, and then later on just being like, that's really, really dumb. Like, there's, <laughs> that just doesn't, like, heads and liquid nitrogen don't work that way. Mm-hmm. That's utterly ridiculous. How was I ever afraid of this? Are you sure? So, you can make well, I mean, I've cream. never had personal experience, but... Mm-hmm. I feel you... like that seems pretty accurate. It's but it properly. It's like someone dropping a gl- like a wine glass. It goes like that. Yeah. It's not... It is definitely like drum like uh, exaggerated. Definitely. Yeah. Like imagine dropping a block of ice. Like that wouldn't just like turn into shrapnel. You know. Like it would mm-hmm. just do. A, you know. It'd yeah. do like a crack and. Yeah. 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 Jason X is a, a really terrible film. <laughs> yeah. But that's um, why people watch it, right? Yeah. I? I mean. I mean, Liv, you may have different feelings on this, but I feel like Friday the 13th is maybe the most inconsistent series of like oh, horror yeah, films. No, like, like the first one's not, like the first one's okay. And then I think the second one is slightly better because it actually has, like Jason, that's where Jason comes into it. I'm so torn because oh wheels you can't see so well, it's what not it's on the other camera so nobody at oh, home can see the cats right, are, so are they fighting don't think slash I'm being really weird. Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. Rosie ran up and like put her head into like um, Toto's arms and then Toto licked her and then he bit her though and then she was like no Toto what the a, hell Toto is a bastard man he is he will just be like he'll like, like Rosie will be asleep like just soundly and he'll just walk over and just go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it wow. playtime now. <laughs> Awaken. Um, what are we talking about? Uh, uh, the thirteenth, which oh, I I can go the... for a long time on oh, bad same. horror films. Yeah. Oh, same, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Wheels and Lollies, you should definitely take a look because it's it's that whole vibe. Um, of Cam Grizzly. Um, They've gone back to licking each other. I'm sorry, I'm oh. so Lily's <laughs> <laughs> can't handle cats being in a No. If you're listening to the audio version, this go check it's out the cute. video version for uh, no, they can't see each other. <laughs> yeah, anyone, because thought... people are people on YouTube can't see it either. So just mm-hmm. just oh. enjoy the the thought the of audio narration. This audio book. <laughs> Can we get David Attenborough in to? <laughs> and as the cats move towards each other, <laughs> we take a lick. <laughs> no, no, please. You gotta no. be you gotta be careful with your terminology there, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get too distracted like i can't i can't do this mm. i'm out I'm well lolis do you do you want to do you want to take over now that we're getting into the into the territory of games that we have all played sure i mean that, f- that feels like shade but okay what um, <laughs> does it 
so uh, I played. I think you should go next because I'm looking at your list, and your list is extensively smaller than mine. Yeah, no, I know. I, I just thought um, I thought we could maybe do one of the ones that we all did each. But if you want, I can take uh, Camel up and Grip. Camel you up. do it, yeah, because yeah, I've okay. got loads of other things I've been playing. So literally yesterday, we streamed uh, Camel mm. Up, which actually, to be fair, maybe I should talk about it because it's the first time I've ever played it, uh, and I loved it so much that I literally like as i was coming home from the office today went to dice saloon our local board game shop and asked hey. if they had a copy they didn't oh. uh but so i'm gonna have to try and find it somewhere else however um i had a whale of a time uh it's really really good if anyone has never played camel up before it is a game about gambling on a camel race uh there are camels of different colors uh, of like green and red and orange or whatever um going around like a circuit uh, and they are trying to hit the finish line, and when the finish line is hit by at least one of the camels, the game's over, and that camel wins. But you're not controlling the camels, my friends. Oh, no. You are the hoity-toity gamblers uh, around the track, throwing bids out on the next leg and, and which camel's going to win. Uh, and it is a load of fun. Like, I literally was cheering throughout the Let's Play. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, it's basically you start with three coins... You gamble on, like, which camel's going to be first at the end of this round of dice, you know? And which camel's going to be second will give you a little bit of coins, but then you lose money if you get it wrong. Um, you can put the long-term bets, say who's going to actually win the race and who's going to lose. Uh, you can make bets on, like... Not not bet, sorry. You can get coins, rather, from, like, either rolling the dice or putting down these little tokens, which can either help or hinder the camels, but give you some coin. So it's, like, it's all really straightforward, but genuinely, like, you're sat there like, oh, but this, if that camel went first, then this camel would do that. And the thing that I love about it the most, and the meeples are incredible for it, um, what's the wildest thing about Camel Up, which they really leaned into into the second edition, and yes, ladies, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> Uh, the camels can stand on top of each other they can stack so if a camel at the bottom of a sack moves all the camels on top move with it which is the dumbest thing but is also the, <laughs> the thing that makes it the yeah, most entertaining because you're just like sure this camel's on top of a like at the start of the race is like is at the front so you would think surely they're going to win because you know even if they roll like a two they're probably going to be everyone else but if someone stands on top of that camel um the the one at the top of the stack counts as the one who's in first place uh provided they're in first place as a stack obviously so like if your camel that was at the start doesn't go first it can get jumped on by other camels and then if it ends up going it will take them further and end up like fourth or whatever it's wild it's so much fun um, the second edition adds like two camels that are traveling backwards as well, which can screw you up because they'll they'll take the camel that you're betting on uh, back to the finish, the start line rather. It's it's so good, it's so chaotic, and like even when I was losing, I was still having a whale of a time because you're just like, way. It's like I feel like it would be a great sort of like party game, um, mm -hmm. and it's it's been around for ages. Like that's why the second edition's out. Ooh. It was uh game game of the year 2017 i believe 2017 oh, i think it's like earlier it's not like 2014 maybe it was 2014 like... yeah maybe but yeah maybe, you're maybe. right it's like it was pretty nice but yeah i think that's the thing though it's like it's almost like a party game in disguise because yeah, it comes yeah. across like a almost like a more like an like straight-faced auction game and game of betting yeah. and trying yeah. to work out but then when the camels start lifting each other up <laughs> and running the particularly with the second edition which i think the camels running the other way yeah it does make it more chaotic 
but it really leans into that spirit of it where you're all just kind of waiting for the next die to come out. Well, if you go be to like, uh, no, if you go to our Instagram, uh, Instagram.com yeah. forward slash icebreaker, we've got because we were playing on tabletop sim, which meant we could like free rotate the, the meeples in the middle of the stack. So we've got this stack of like six camels, <laughs> four of which are going in one direction to the other, and it's just, oh, it's absolutely bonkers. It's so good. It's um, absolutely chaotic camel nonsense. Who who captioned that, by the way? The me. was that Lodi's? Yeah, it was, it was a very good yeah. caption. See that Lodi was playing last night. Um, <laughs> I like that somebody got it in the comments as well. I was like, yes. <laughs> but Lodi's, I'm sure you would like to talk about I would. the art, mm-hmm. the second edition. No. This I will never is only not, an hour and a half long. I will never not want to talk about the art. Okay, so I mean this is this is where I'm at, right? I think <laughs> I think the second edition is better in terms of the gameplay because I do think mm-hmm. that the black and the white camel running backwards add a level of uh ca- ca- chaos. I was like chaoticism. <laughs> <laughs> a certain that, chaotic noir. <laughs> <laughs> Like you know, you know me. You know I love chaos. So for me, the black and the white camel running backwards. It was the first time I played that version yesterday, and I thought that was a great edition. And in that in that way, I think the second edition is stronger. But I do think that the box art and the the contents are ugly AF. And I think they should have just I don't know brought out another maybe like spruced up the old box a little bit and made like you know made it a bit fancier or i don't know but i just don't i don't get the second box art they're not stacked the heads in the sky are bigger than the camels the game is not about the heads it's about the camels the it's too realistic looking like the camels are for certain too realistic looking it just like lacks all the fun of the first box i genuinely too much like camels i really do agree though i genuinely i like the the original camel up cover although it just looks like it looks like the the cover of a beano magazine or something you know like it's not it's not like high quality art but that's not what you expect from camel up like a game about stupid camel racing it should be like goofy and cartoony and that's what the first one is the second mm-hmm. one looks like some kind of bad film. <laughs> 67.4% of Twitter agrees with me. Of Twitter! Of all of Twitter. There's currently 436 votes uh, on, on my Twitter on it. Pretty good and, sample uh, size, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty <laughs> good, I think. about camels. Do you want to say that? Um, I, Orion, in the chat is saying, Wheels, what have you done? Lodi's would have talked about this regardless of whether yeah. or not. I was going to bring this up, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into it. If you want to hear my real opinions and also Mian's opinions because obviously Mian's not here to share, share hers right now you should check out the VOD from yesterday's it's stream first of all it's fun. just yeah. good fun we yeah. just all had a silly time but also for that discussion alone if you want to know what's going on that's where you find out <laughs> also I'm bad at it um, <laughs> um, but something that is also available in the second edition that we didn't get to play because there was only five of us oh yeah, but no, the, oh, yeah. Card, yeah, yeah. The, the partnership function which I'm not entirely sure, sure of but if there's like six or more players six to eight then you can partner up and I think you just um, like bet on things together or something. But, See, um... I don't like co-op, so for me that's not even. That's not. Wow, I don't want to share that, my wit. That surprises me. <laughs> I, I mean, you guys saw yesterday. I'm really good at Camelot. I don't want to be sharing my winnings with anybody. <laughs> but Lolis, why, why think, would yeah, you want to meant... drag me along, please? I'm guessing <laughs> it's more like a catch-up mechanic, right? Yeah. It's like if you've got two people who are just destitute, then you can just be like, should we just yeah. team up? Yeah. Yeah, I think that is it's a double destitution. <laughs> is that a word? 
What else have I been playing? Did I, did I talk about the last... Uh, we played the penultimate uh, Arkham uh, adventure in, our, in the campaign that we're doing. I can't remember if I talked about it last week, though. I was I like I've mentioned it, but briefly. five years ago. That was five years ago. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so Zoe managed to get her lightning gun out. I don't know if I oh, wait, that, sorry. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah. I'm, I, was com- I was confused about our Arkham thing that we did, the Let's Play. Oh, not no, the yeah, one not you're the doing. Game, sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. I was like, that's forever ago, Wheels. <laughs> yeah, but that's very exciting. I'll tell you what, one thing that we haven't mentioned is that um, me and Zoe now like this game so much that we're thinking about getting an Arkham tattoo of some kind. <gasps> so, you, know, you know the little heart icons that you use for damage? They've got this really cool, like, anatomical heart diagram. Mm. We might, I might get, like, one of those, like, here in, in red ink. Wow. To, like, go, with the, yeah. go with the red fan of the thing. I was going to say, maybe don't go with, like, uh, what's it, the yellow sign? The cultist kind of mark yeah some things that might that might give the wrong kind of like vibe <laughs> yeah not into that one but that's pretty exciting uh so we're gonna we're gonna do that as our like reward for finishing the campaign uh that campaign has beaten us up but we haven't like we've been giving ourselves a retry on each episode but we we haven't yet completely failed at any of them wow. we've, got, we've gotten like a few sort of like half half successes almost but yeah but it's going well. It's good. I'm really enjoying Arkham. Like genuinely, really enjoying it. Uh, and whilst I haven't been playing um, many more tabletop games, apart from that, I've been looking into uh, the Sleeping Gods because I mm. saw a review from No Pun Included, who are a uh, board game YouTube channel, um, and they said it was like the be- one of the best games they've ever played or something. I was like, oh wow, okay. So I like Googled it, and I remember the when we when me and Zoe went on holiday, we were looking for games because we were supposed to bring Arkham, and I forgot to bring all the cards, so we couldn't play it. <laughs> uh, so I had like the box with all the stuff, and like don't have any of the cards to play. So <laughs> um, oh, so God. I was like googling something that I could like order on Amazon that we could play for that week or whatever. And one of the ones that came up um, was uh, Sleeping Gods, which is like so it's like a co-op. Um, it's like open world, which is kind of cool. So you've got this like huge node map, uh, and you're like you're like a 1920s steamship crew that have gotten lost in this mythical world, uh, and you can go from sort of point to point and uh, like do little adventures there. And you're trying to find like basically like eight artifacts or whatever to get home. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks yeah, very good. It's it's interesting. So it's by Ryan Locker, who folks might know from Above and Below and Near yeah. and Far, etc., which have a similar kind of vibe in that they which, use storybooks which i didn't really like i have i've always wanted to like ryan Morcat yeah. games and never fully just gelled so I, with them and so when i saw sleeping gods it was like this sounds yeah completely up my alley but i just feel like maybe there'll be that thing of like i really want to love this more than i do but, but the, yeah seeing thing, seeing some of the response the thing with those because i played near and far um at a board game shop i think with like some big board game heads uh and like I think it was basically just a Euro game that had miniature little choose one at the, like it might as well have been like a crossroads game or something, you know. It wasn't really a storybook. Um and it was just like yeah, I just didn't vibe with it. And I think that one of the reasons I probably didn't like it that much is because they didn't go hard enough on like here's an actual like narrative like thing. Mm. Um so if this one doesn't seem very Eurogamey, it seems like it's it's leaning much harder into like here's a cool story you can experience, like every place that you go to has a new thing you can do. And it's co-op, which 
the other two were not, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you were right. like competing as well. So like, yeah, I just I really didn't vibe with with near and far, and I'm assuming above and below was a very similar vibe. But they're pretty games, and like Sleeping Gods is pretty good as well. And like, I am I am really really excited to play it. So that is something that I'm looking at getting. And more Camel Up. I want to buy Camel Up, so I'm going to buy. Camel up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get Camel Up just because I need to get good at it. So Liv, you're going to come back in like two months and just. To- do that thing of like bidding in the very first turn <laughs> and then for like 12 rounds on it. I was so excited about that. I was like, oh, it's this is going to be like a pro play and no one's going to see it coming. And then it just didn't do anything. So um, Look, you bet big and it didn't come out. That's just, that's mm. that's the camel races for you, you know? That's yeah. just how it goes. That's camel up. That's camel up. <laughs> that's camel up. Mm-hmm. Matt Jarvis, me. If everyone else has run through the things that they've, yeah, they've I have. Oh, well, I yeah, no, no, my bad. yeah, my bad. I How threw over you. to you, and then you threw it back to me, and I got confused. <laughs> Despicable. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> I've been playing the same kind of things. Uh, Camel up, the 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 Camp Grizzly, which we've talked about already. Uh, I played like one game of Star Realms, so I won't talk about that. Someone. <laughs> Um, I've played actually. I played Enchanted Fo- Forest and Labyrinth, uh, two games that I. It was kind of weird. I kind of forgot they existed until I worked in a board game cafe a few years ago, and I was looking at like the shelves and I saw those games and I was like, oh my god, I actually used to play board games as a kid like mm. quite a lot, a lot more than just Monopoly, which I, was kind of what I thought I used to. I, I thought kind of Monopoly was like the only thing I ever played when I was a kid, but I had like this weird flashback where I was like, I remember looking under the trees and Enchanted Forest for the like little, little pictures and uh, Labyrinth, obviously the moving Labyrinth thing. So I, I bought them because I just was like, I just want to see if they're like, what they're like. I don't, because I just remember like the experience and how I felt, not so much how the games actually worked. Mm. Um, and yeah, they're very kids games. Like they're, you know, for four plus. So they're very simple. Um, it was good fun though. It was good fun. Um, so yeah, those are good if you're looking for like family games. Those I think those games are still as good, and especially for younger younger kids, uh, they work very well. Especially Enchanted Forest, more so than Labyrinth. I think Labyrinth was uh, a little bit confusing. Can you remind me what Enchanted kid. Forest is? Because it rings a bell, but I'm trying to picture it. So you've got these plastic trees mm. on a board, and you go around, and every time you land on a tree, you get to look underneath it, and it shows you like a treasure, like. Um, like from a fairy tale, so like the red riding hood, like cloak, or uh, I don't know the the, the I, I can't say words. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> like those kind of things, yeah. spindle thing, yeah. And uh, you have to you see them, and you have to remember where they are because uh, there's a deck of like cards, and at the top of the deck, it shows you the treasure you're currently looking for. Right. So once you know where the treasure is, you go over to the castle, and you have to sit on the key thing, and then you have to say you have to tell everyone where the treasure is, and then you reveal it. If you're correct, you win that card, and you're trying to be the first one to get three of them. But the the good thing is that like if you reveal a treasure and the next treasure gets revealed and you're like you already know where it is you can yeah. just stay on the key um so yeah that was that was that so it's just like a memory game but with like going overboard and i'd be uh... bad at that <laughs> <laughs> it's actually i thought i would be because there's actually quite a lot of items in it but um it's weird like how much you remember and i mean i got i got a few wrong where it was like i was like one off um I, it was really bad as well because i went around one side of the board and by the time I got like to the top of the board, I was like, I don't remember what any of those are. But it was one of those things that like 
when the thing was revealed, I was kind of able to narrow it down, like, mm. to some extent, because I, I knew it wasn't maybe one that I saw recently, or whatever, I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. it was fine. Um, What else have I been playing? Oh, I played some more poker. Uh, I mentioned poker, I think, last week or the week before. Um, Somebody's been teaching me, and uh, we played for, like, you know, like, they, they taught me first and then it was like right this doesn't really make any sense unless you put some stakes on it because yeah. i always just kept meeting their you know their bet whatever mm-hmm. uh until we like kind of played for real money um which were like you know betting like 5p and 10p <laughs> kind of thing so i remember I, I said to you guys that uh they owed me three pound 40 at the time and then they wanted to play again so i was like okay cool because they they were sure that I'm like just being really lucky and I wasn't very good at it. And so they were <laughs> like, never okay. met Alex Lowley's then. <laughs> <laughs> they bought, they went out and they bought like poker chips so that we could play with actual chips and they have them. And they said, okay, the buy-in is like 10 pounds. And then that's what the, all the chips are worth, just 10 pounds flat. And so um, we played and they now owe me 13 pounds <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we played like for quite a while and they kept being like you're so lucky you're so lucky and I was like it's not luck I'm actually bluffing you and I'm like I'm pulling out when I know there's nothing I can work with and you know I'm like I'm playing the game mm. um you're but they were getting really annoyed <laughs> I mean like I genuinely think that poker is like the it sits slap bang in the middle of like the Alex Lowley's Venn diagram right because you're like your incredible bluffing games as seen in werewolf and things like that you're highly competitive as we know (laughs) uh, and poker is nothing if not competitive and also like you are highly experienced in card games like star realms Mm -hmm. even though they're obviously the mechanics are different and so on like understanding like the cards you hold and how they relate to what other people might hold is all part of it right Mm. so i feel like yeah, I feel like that that cocktail of elements <laughs> makes me never ever want to play poker against you for <laughs> any kind of money as someone that was terrible at Camelot and betting for tiny plastic fake coins. Thing is though, Lolis, like you shouldn't be frustrated that they keep thinking you're lucky. Because if they think you're lucky, they think your luck will run out. Mm. If they trigger mm-hmm. that you're if like they trigger the information that actually you're just very good at this, they'll stop playing you. So you just fleece your, your <clears> friend <throat> for all the money they're worth. <laughs> yeah, you gotta throw, throw a couple rounds. Because they're obviously <laughs> teaching me, they keep like kind of uh you know, giving me feedback and they're like, you know, oh, like this is this you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing this. But the things that they're saying I shouldn't be doing are like um uh contradictory, like it's like one of the things I, I I'm doing wrong, and then the other thing I'm doing wrong. It's like I can only do one or the other. Like as in those are the only two options I've got when I'm playing the game. So like, because they're like, oh, uh, you always fold when you don't have anything at the beginning, and I'm like, I only fold if I've got nothing. If there's no potential in the cards, like if I've got a two and a three, and like that's it's not much potential there. Even if I get a pair, it's going to be a very low pair, so it's like not very good. Um, and like, so they're like, oh, it's bad when you fold at the beginning because you're playing like a close game. Then it's bad when I uh, buy cards as well, which is like when you when you don't have anything, but but you're uh, you keep betting, hoping that something will come up, mm. and that's bad as well. So it's like, 
I can't win because like I'm no, I'm no, doing what established that you can win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like in their eyes, I can't win. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, this doesn't make any sense. But um anyway, maybe I should play some professionals, see how I get on. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh gosh, I you feel like icebreaker because you've just become a professional poker player. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I feel that I know several people, some of whom are in my family who are like big into playing poker online and it's just it's terrifying because Playing for pennies is all well and good, but when you mm. start to talk real money, it's like when people trade in stocks. Um, like mm. a, when the whole game GameStop thing was going around, yeah. it's like I put mm-hmm. two quid into Nokia or something. And it's like I'll see how this goes because I might make twenty p or I might lose two quid. Uh, but once you scale that up by a factor of ten or fifty, mm. yeah. it becomes so frightening because the slope is very slippery. You should think... say gamble responsibly, please. Yeah, I think yeah. like because we're only ever playing for like five or ten p like at a time it's like i don't mind matching the the bets because it's like oh i'm gonna miss out on like 50p or whatever mm. whereas it's like you say if there was more I, I would be betting very differently i think i'll be playing the game very differently which might be bad actually for me if i'm doing so well at the moment um but i i do think my mindset would change quite a lot mm. and yeah if it's 50 quid rather than 50p it's a very yeah different, that's you know yeah that might, well, I, might make you start to sweat a little bit more. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. I, had yeah. A, I had a similar thing when, when I started getting really into Arena because it was like, basically like the way that the um, the like pack, oh God, what are they called? The uh, draft games work, uh, especially like sealed, which is really expensive. You, you essentially pay real money to enter them. You get to keep your card at the end, but then you have like a win tracker where it's basically like if you lose three times in a row, you're out and you don't get to play that game mode anymore. But for every time you win, you get a better prize. And theoretically, if you win enough times without losing, you can make all your money back and a little bit more. So it's like, it's gambling. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> and it feels real shady. Um, but it is also really fun. And it's like, it is, I do, like, I do look at it. I'm just like, if I, like, you know, had a, a bit less self-control, like, this this could really, like, be damaging. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. like, I was... Um, when I first started it, like I was, we're we're press, right? So they'll they'll give us a few codes every now and again. So when Strixhaven came out, I had some gems um, that I was just like I I hadn't paid money for them basically, so it was like I didn't it didn't feel too bad. But then like when I was on like back when I was on holiday, there was a point where I was like, oh, I really feel like playing a seal game. I don't have any gems. Uh, I think so. It was just like oh, it's holiday. Like just shove a tenner on it. Why not? And then immediately like lost three games in a row. Had a terrible time, and I was just like. This is dangerous. Like I, mm. I'm just gonna not. I'm not gonna pay any more money on this because I. And I do feel really like sympathetic for, as with anyone who plays free to play games, like the whales, basically the the ones who are just like just don't don't know how to control themselves in in the way that they spend. And it's their money, so they can put it on whatever they want. But it's damaging. Like it's, it's yeah, dangerous. Yeah. It's really dangerous. You can you can definitely like fall into a hole, can't you? So it's. Yeah, yeah. And those games are designed to yeah. have the hooks into you very quickly, right from yeah. the off. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the danger. It's also you don't realize you're on the slope till you're halfway down it because yeah, because yeah. you're going up against people who have spent their entire or, yeah. professional lives learning how to milk people. Like it's yeah, yeah it's it's dangerous. It's real dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's dangerous as well, especially like well with like actual gambling sites or whatever. They're just like everywhere. It's just like gamble responsibly, this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. But when it's like a game. It's, it's mm. barely yeah. recognizable. Nowhere true. near as much yeah. regulation, which I, I think, and we're getting into sort of video game territory now. But like, I, there there is like a big sort of legal push of like 
like even the fact that at the at the bottom of arena now i don't know if it was always there but i've definitely noticed it now there's a little disclaimer message that shows mm. the exact odds of you drawing like a mythic rare yeah. card in your packs and stuff like that so i think i think we're getting to a point where people are being a little bit more like um forced to to show how you know behind the scenes and how it works but there's still a lot of games that can can really be like damaging especially the amount mm. of like like Fortnite, for example where it's just like it's designed for kids and it's like you yeah. know them convincing their parents to put their credit card on it and it's just like yeah it's yeah it's really screwed up but there well, you not go convincing them and then just carrying on anyway but... mm-hmm. <laughs> well i've also played uh quacks the alchemist expansion mm. which uh i obviously Everyone knows I love Quacks. Quacks is one of my yes. all-time favorite games. Yeah. Okay. You've never mentioned it before now. They're actually called ducks, <laughs> lollies. Uh, quack is the noise they make. Um, quack, quack. Just, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how uh, the Quacks of Quedlinburg is actually pronounced. The quack, quack of Quedlinburg. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I not played it before. And the Alchemist expansion, so for actually who, anyone who doesn't know what Quacks of Quedlinburg is, you uh, are... Um, creating potions it's a bag building game where you're buying more ingredients uh better ingredients trying to like better your bag and then you're drawing ingredients out of your bag blindly uh, and putting them in your pot and there's these white ingredients that um are bad and if you have too many of them they'll make your pot explode uh which is the same as going bust and it's not the end of the world like the you just miss out on a couple of bonuses but um you play over nine rounds and the person with the most amount of points at the end of nine rounds wins it's, it's quite a simple uh premise and like the the ingredients have special abilities as well depending on the recipe books that you play with and it's just a really really great game it's like for me it's almost got that same vibe as you know when you're saying you're cheering for camel up yesterday like mm. i sometimes find myself cheering in a game yeah. of quacks uh, yeah. because it's like what am i gonna pull out oh my god yeah <laughs> you know there's like a one in eight chance of me pulling out a bad one mm. and, or like maybe a one in three chance of me pulling out a bad one and i, I managed to do it or whatever um so it's a really really great game and one that i really love and they've got two expansions now i think so they've got the herb witches which i played once a few years ago but i do own now i bought it during lockdown and i haven't actually cracked that one open since though and the alchemist one which is the the latest um release and so what they do in that expansion is they add patience in and they add in another like phase so usually the phases are like preparation phase which is when you do that drawing of ingredients Mm -hmm. and then you go straight to the like scoring phase but now they've added in a little phase between those two which is called the essence phase and there's like a little addition that goes on top of your board and is a track from zero to ten and uh there's three patients available to the table and at the beginning of the game you decide which of these patients you want to treat and they'll have like you know um sicknesses like earworm or uh i think wing ears is one of them there's um, a lot of ear problems yeah. <laughs> is it like the theme hospital thing oh, no. yeah <laughs> lightheadedness <laughs> yeah there's i can't, there's some really funny ones in there um Carrot nose is one of them, I think. But uh, yeah, so you choose one to to uh, kind of treat, and the 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 reason you want to treat certain ones is because they give you some some of them give you like a little bonus uh, at the beginning of the game, and then some of them either have this kind of resource management thing. So uh, where I can't remember, I think it might be um, ear wings or whatever it's called. Uh, has this ability where you could spend two of your essence to um, to move a white chip like twice as far for- forward as the number says, mm-hmm. or to spend three essence 
to put it back in your bag, which is like a really strong thing you can do. And as long as you've like built up essence over the last round, you can spend it in the next round to like help yourself. Um, so that was like kind of a resource management edition. And then some of them are just things that you kind of get at the end. So I had, uh, again, I forgot which one I was treating, but um, my one had this ability where at the end of the preparation phase, uh, depending on how far I'd gotten along the essence track, I could draw a certain number of um, ingredients from my bag and place them into my pot for free. Like, mm. uh, And I got to use the ability of the ingredient just like normal. Any white chips that I placed didn't explode my pot uh, if they went over seven and like just had like really good abilities. And sometimes it made my rat token move forward, which I won't go into now. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it's like it was a really good ability. And it was like quite interesting because we chose different patients for the second round. It's quite interesting to see how they like how they benefited us in different ways, because in the first round we'd chosen the same patient Mm. i haven't played all the patients yet and i haven't myself tried the resource management patients i've only ever tried ones that kind of give you stuff at the end of the round so i need to play it some more i haven't quite made up my mind about it yet but i'm intrigued on it and like obviously it definitely adds something i'm just kind of trying to decide where i am between like eh and this is awesome Mm -hmm. I i definitely don't think it's bad but i'm just trying to decide whether i'm like kind of indifferent or like whether i think that's really good i think with a lot Um, lot of like expansions for games sometimes it's just like here's some more bits to play around with if you've played mm. this game a million times like there's i've never seen that many where it's like whoa this completely reinvents the game you know like it it does seem like a more of like a because the only people who buy those things are ones who are super into the game anyway so i think it's pretty safe to just like make something that's like here's just like a little bit of variation you know Yeah. yeah i think for me it felt i think what i thought about afterwards i was like I think I was just enjoying playing the game because I love the game so much that I wasn't really paying attention to yeah. like what was being added to it. I was just having fun like playing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely intrigued about like how some of the other patients work and uh, how, yeah, I just, just in general, I think it's a good addition. Um, I don't even know how much it retails for because I think that would maybe inform me as to how much I like it as well. <laughs> yeah, if it was another... Because Quacks isn't super expensive, right? It's like 25 quid, 30 quid? Yeah, it's like 30 I quid, I think, yeah. Because it's mostly just cardboard. I did but if it was that way, again... Uh, the, you know, you were saying, like, you were cheering uh, uh, um, Quacks as well as and, and, like, Camelot and stuff. Like, talking about gambling, like, that... Those are two examples of games where you are... Like, you get the same thrill that you do like putting real money on a gamble in those games that you do in actual real life gambling situations i Mm -hmm. think they're genuinely like a really valuable thing to have like hey like if you're the kind of person who gets really buzzed off of like gambling at all and doing stuff here's like a completely safe way of doing that yeah Yeah, isn't gonna hurt you apart from paying 30 quid for the game you know like um if if there's anyone in the chat who like is struggles with that kind of thing and like I, i know it can be real hard like genuinely that might be like a, a nice little itch it's like a nicotine patch you know it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think Snap it on. it's worth saying like auction games in general i think do a similar thing where actually you realize playing with fake money how quickly it can slide away from you yeah, yeah. i mean i say that as someone that is notably terrible at both betting games and auction games um <laughs> but yeah i think it's it's part of why i enjoy them is like there's a completely safe space where it's like here's fake money just go kind of Mm -hmm. there's nothing to worry about you're enjoying it for the experience rather than trying to play it for some kind of actual game yeah Mm -hmm. it's like i think if you take like you were saying like you take real money out of poker it's not that entertaining 
Mm. No. Whereas, yeah. Like, yeah, I think that because the board games have their own little like sphere that you're doing it in, like it does have the you know you can you can not care about <clears> losing <throat> loads of money uh, in in that space, but also like it means that you're not winning at the actual game, right? So it's like there's I think there's a bit more to it rather than just oh I'm about to lose fifty pounds, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> but yeah. All right, right. Lolis, is that everything you've been playing? That's everything. I just played some more Gloomhaven Digital, but I just I've got nothing new to report there, to be honest. So <laughs> I, that that's it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I have been playing more Oath, uh, which I've spoken enough about at this point. There is a review coming. It's quite long at this point. Uh, I'm basically just trying to formulate my thoughts because there's a lot of stuff in that game, and I'm trying to put it across. But the short of it is, please read the review. But the short of it is uh, <laughs> that I really like that game. I think it does some really special things. I don't think it will be for everyone. Mm-hmm. much like Root and much like well, every game, really. Mm. But I think Oath does... It is one of the best... Uh, this this sounds incredibly knobby and pretentious. It's one of the <laughs> best... <laughs> that, that's bi- how you can tell it's a Matt Jarvis review. <laughs> that's the promise. Uh, it's one of the best like vehicles for emergent storytelling that I think has come okay. out on the tabletop in a while. Mm-hmm. So like, rather than giving you a crafted narrative, it kind of just gives you the ingredients of a world. Mm-hmm. And then the best stories that happen in that game are between the players and they just kind of emerge naturally through the things that you're doing rather than being like a scripted, like you pull a card and then you make a decision or you pull a card and it forces you to interact with someone else. Mm. They just happen naturally. But the things that happen are so kind of exciting and interesting uh, that I think it it really nails it. Um, Yeah. I think in some ways I don't think it's better than Root because I love Root, but I've also played a lot of Root. Mm. But I think there is so much of that game where it could replace like a number of my favorite kinds of games. Like Twilight Imperium is another one. Like Twilight Imperium, amazing game. Takes forever to play, is super complicated. Oath does some of the things that Twilight Imperium does. Not all of them, but it does some of them in a package that is like much smaller in terms of like investment of time and investment of energy mm, and money. but still gets the, <laughs> yeah i think it's it's like over a hundred quid but maybe that's the kickstarter edition because um, the kickstarter yeah. edition has some of the best components i've ever seen in the game like the coins the metal coins are incredible i know that you don't like metal coins Bills, <laughs> but they are like really detailed they have tiny like etchings around the mm-hmm. edge well those and little the, books are amazing as well the secrets yeah, yeah. wooden secrets token so i'm I was kindly sent a copy of the Kickstarter edition by later. Um, so those replace like cardboard coins um, and secrets, but the board is like a neoprene mat and things like that. Yeah, no, mm. that, that, um, I, this is definitely the £100 edition, I think. I don't, I, yeah, I think, I think the neoprene mat is in any edition, but okay. definitely the coins and the secrets tokens, yeah, I believe, are. It was like 40 quid, that. and it doesn't seem like you'd need much more. <clears throat> like production cost to make something of the same of the same material i would expect as well the the box is bigger like there are there are more things going on in it but yeah and there's a lot of cards and a lot of kyle fair and art there are like 400 cards because i sleeved them all um (laughs) jesus like i was sent sleeves with that copy of the game and i was like well I, mean, I guess I'll sleeve these. I'll spend my evening sleeving these. Lolis, were um, you also laughing at the comment in live chat from Rangel? Yep. <laughs> Matt is talking about Oath. Content is always so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I said I wouldn't chat about it for long, but go read the review when it's up. I really like it. Other things that I've been doing, other than playing Oath, uh, which is not board, <laughs> not board games, because all I've done is play Oath. I read the whole of Drifting Classroom, uh, which is a manga from the 70s by Kazuo Emezu. Um 
it is about a classroom that disappears with a load of school kids in it. It's really messed up in so many ways. Um, it's kind of Lord of the Flies meets like Zhongji Ito horror. Oh, God. Uh, it's, there are a lot of moments where I was like, whoa. Uh, but I think it's it's really good. It jumps the shark slightly uh, towards the end. But I think it's still worth reading if you're into that stuff, if you're into some like horror, like particularly Zhongji Ito style horror. Um, um, that kind of reminds okay. me of. Uh, I'm just like building off of your thing here, piggybacking. But um, I'm like based on a manga. Alice in Borderland on Netflix is very good. You might like mm. it if you like that, is... that kind of thing. It it's basically like um, these guys find themselves. Uh, they're in Tokyo, but then uh, they go into a bathroom to hide from people, and then all of a sudden they come out, and nobody's in Tokyo. It's completely empty, and. Um, they found out that there are like these games they have to compete in. Hmm. Oh, this mm. sounds sick! Yeah, it's yeah. real good. It's I'll like, you, oh, I'll tell you what. Actually, if we're going to talk about animation. Uh, yeah. I tried to watch Invincible. <laughs> oh yeah, it's real bad. Like I know, uh-huh. I know the um, like I I remember seeing. Do you, do you guys know Glasshouse Games? Uh, this is where mm. Astrid has gone. He's with um, Rob Paper Shotgun. Uh, but oh. there's, there's a clip of Sam Greer saying, like, they were talking about, like, a game that scored really well that they didn't really agree with, in, like, in the general industry. Sam Greer says, the problem is a lot of games journalists are weebs, and weebs famously have very low standards. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never agreed to a statement more. As but both like... a game journalist and a weeb. But, yeah, like, I, I watched Invincible, and, like, the animation's really cheap. The voice acting, I remember them giving like, me, like, a serviced Amazon advert on Twitter or something. It's like, wow, look at this cast of legendary voice actors. Because it's got, like, is it Glenn from um, from um, The Walking Dead? Yeah, Stephen Ewan, right? Yeah, and it's got J.K. Simmons. Uh, and, like, it was, like, a scene of, like, that family chatting. And, like, it was oh, so that. dull. And I was like, this is not a good performance. Why are you advertising with this? So we we tried it out because, like... I like superhero stories where the superheroes are the bad guys. Like, I think they're quite fun. Like, obviously, Watchmen is an absolute classic. Not the film. Please don't watch the film. Um, the The Boys is, like, really good fun, like, version of that. Like, it's a really dumb, sort of, like, violent version of that. Whereas, like, Invincible is just so, like, bland and lifeless. All of the, like, sort of, like, heroes that they've made to be, like, offshoot ones, they're all really, like obviously it's like oh okay that one's batman and that one's superman mm. you. this is this is really inventive guys it's like i know it's based on a um uh on a already produced like graphic novel and stuff it's it, yeah just not great i've not read the original graphic novel so i don't know what that's like as well but yeah bland don't recommend mm. it i'm afraid um, interesting okay but yeah but that is yeah, something what... that's been pretty hot on social media a lot of people are talking about it yeah, I've seen it kicking around. Uh, Alice in Borderlands is on my list, so it's good to hear a recommendation for mm. it. I need to yeah. watch it. I uh, will um, say that it's not an animation. I don't. I didn't mention that. I kind of made uh, it sound like an animation because I mentioned the manga. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <I got confused. laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's super good. Um, and also, I, I mean, I cried everything, but I wept. Um, like literally, like four episodes in, it's like it it gets real. Well, we're, look, we're on the conversation of animation now. So uh, I've been watching Bofuri. I didn't want to get hurt, so I put all my points into Defense, uh, which is on Funimation, which is a terrible service for watching anything, but is unfortunately the only place it's available. It's a very fun anime about 
someone who's playing an MMO uh, in the style of like Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. since all their points, look, it's it's the title of the show. They put literally all their points. You seem to watch, watch show, a lot of shows where pretty much the entire thing is the title. Matt, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a very common thing in anime, particularly. Like everything is like it a Smith song. Everything is like fifteen <laughs> words long and very uh, literal. Uh, but it's a really good fun one of those. I think people who like like whether you play MMOs or even if you play just like tabletop RPGs like it one of the things it does really nicely is it's really silly and lighthearted because like she's indestructible for the off because she puts like a hundred points into defense and then gets attacked and just stands there and like just doesn't <laughs> sell anything it's just like but it that sounds quite funny actually. yeah it it really sweetly captures the like the experience of playing games with people, which is something that I didn't expect from it. I thought it'd mainly just be kind of a gimmicky kind of show. Mm -hmm. But the people she meets are like, who guide her through, like, oh, you're a newbie. Like, let's show you around. Or like, here's how you do this. I think it does that stuff really nicely. Um, and it's just like a really kind of light but warm watch. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there we go. Go yeah, watch both of I've got like a, a trial of animation, so I might, I might take a little look-see. Yeah, it's Funimation is oh, it's not good. It's not good. Don't try and watch anime uh, don't try and watch Assassination Classroom because three episodes in it changes to Portuguese as a language and you can't change off it. And when you contact customer support, they say, Oh yeah, that's a known bug. And it appears to be a known <laughs> bug for like almost a year because I found other forum threads and they're just like, Yeah, we know that. Is, like, is Funimation okay, like, did Funimation as a website just invent it itself because they saw Crunchyroll as a thing and they were like, oh crap, we need to make one of those too. Is it one I of those sort of like... I think they're actually both now owned by Sony because okay. I think Funimation was Sony originally and Sony just bought Crunchyroll, I believe. Someone may correct me there. Um, but the hope is that Funimation might improve because Crunchyroll as a service is pretty good. Uh, Funimation is roundly bad, but has like... Things that you can't if watch they, anywhere else. If they game. already owned a, like an anime streaming service and then bought another one, that's that's not a like a praise of the original one, really, is it? <laughs> um, right, we've chatted about a lot of the stuff that we've done, um, mm. but I guess it's time for a news break from it is time. <laughs> Matt Jarvis <laughs> for a news break. Uh... <laughs> that is much louder than it usually. Yeah, every time it comes out. Half cookies. Do you have an actual soundboard, or do you just have one button that plays that one sound? Is it a web? I just have that one. Yeah, it's like a glass yeah. case, and it's a big yeah. red button. You just yeah. Slam down. No. as well for the uh, for the Vader no sound. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna open this new segment uh, with a slightly more serious thing for this podcast, um, and we're not gonna dwell on it because, to be honest, we are not the right group of people to talk about this stuff in depth uh, but we along with the rest of the uh, repop site so Eurogamer and VG247 Rock Paper Shotgun and so on uh, put up an article yesterday uh, that is you can go and read and it will direct you to places to help those who are currently suffering um, as the result of the events in uh, Gaza um, over the last week or so um, obviously majority Palestinians um, who have been subject to all kinds of just terrible terrible things um so there is a list of charities where you can go and help and donate um places like action aid or map um just like medical aid workers for palestine um children for peace which helps kids in both israel and palestine as well um who have been affected so like i say we're 
we're not the right podcast to go into this stuff in detail um but obviously it's it's real world stuff it's affecting you know hundreds and thousands of millions of people over there um and has been for a long time so if you can go and just lend some support and, and help those who who need it really um and now i'm going to pull off an impossible tangent out of that into discussing board the games chat again. Said, this has got one show level of tone change <laughs> sorry but it is yeah it is, it is important it is worth talking about but let's yeah, move on sorry it's <laughs> impossible to drop it in and not have it feel exactly. like slamming on the brakes speaking of quite some quedlinburg uh the i've only pulled uh one news story this week because i figured we might spend a little bit more time on it and it's the spiel de Yaros nominations for this year oh yeah uh so those unfamiliar with the spiel de Yaros, Translation, please, lolis. Game of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is, as Lolis says, it's Game of the Year award. I mean, it's been running for over 40 years now. It's kind of like the big board game award. Mm. Um, It's It's the board game award. Yeah, yeah, if you can tell from the name, it's German. It's handed out, um, like, over the summer. And yet uh, Matt always pronounces it like it's French. Spiel de Yaris. Des, des. Des, 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 you say the, you say the S, des. Des, spiel yeah. des Yaris. Mm-hmm. If, if it was oh, French, you would say the. Oh, sorry. I mean, my French accent, also terrible. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, it's kind of seen as the the big award. So past winners include things like Catan, Ticket of Ride, Carcassonne, basically the games that you would think of as being some of the biggest games ever going. Mm. Um, so Spiel de Yars. <laughs> I turned into a pirate at the You're end. You're going to be so calm. Spiel de Yars. Spiel de Yars, sorry. Think Des Lennis. I try not to. So there's the Spiel de Yars, and there's also the Kenneth Spiel de Yars, which is like it means connoisseur game of the I'm year so or expert game of the year, <laughs> but those are there's also a kids one Kinderspiel, um, but they are kind of Spiel des Jahres is more of like a family kind of level of board game typically, so mm-hmm. it's not something that awards super heavy games like you're not going to see Gloomhaven pop up, uh, for instance, and then and the Kinderspiel is also that, but, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, very it's slightly to be incredibly heavyweight. <laughs> Yeah, so um, let's run through the nominees. So there are there are a number of games that were recommended, which are kind of like, oh, you got close, but not quite, um, that they just give a thumbs up to, uh, including Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, which was recommended for this year's uh, Kennespiel. Um, but there are three nominees for both the Spiel des Jahres and the Kennespiel des Jahres. Uh, so this year's nominees, I feel like I'm actually presenting. I, I need so- to open a little envelope. All the votes are in. Um, it's the Adventures of Robin Hood Micro Macro Crime City and Zombie Teens Evolution never heard of it it, but haven't played it Uh, I do not I I really enjoyed Micro Macro for a bit I don't think it's game of the year material yeah I agree but when you consider that just one uh, was game of the year whatever year just one not that great. Yeah. Also, pictures. Remember pictures getting an award pictures as well. Pictures was a nominee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, pictures was the winner, I believe. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. Matt, I don't yeah. know about you, but it, it seems like maybe somebody else should step in and make their own award show or something. I <laughs> <laughs> I used to really highly regard uh, Spielersjahres, but I think in in recent years, it's I have not agreed with the nominees 
Uh, never mind the winners a lot of the time. I think Azul was a good one. Mm-hmm. Azul felt Azul's... like a proper... That was, a, yeah. a, that was 27. Camel up. Camel up, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's lots of games that... Oh, hello! We'd <laughs> <laughs> like to welcome special guests. I saw Holly in the background on the on the orange thing. Holly so. never comes yeah. up here. Holly's now just amazing. squatting by her bowls, hoping for food that won't arrive for three and a half hours. Um... <gasps> I think. By the so way, Rob... I know we were, we were joking about a dicebreaker or whatever. Aiden Folk says you could call it the DBs, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> uh, which is actually quite good. good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of like micro macro. I think has a good chance here because it it fits into the Spurdisiara's kind of feel of they either go for something that is innovative but maybe a little gimmicky mm-hmm. at points, or they go for something that is just kind of familiar but well executed upon basically like a very solid familiar kind of game um i will disclaimer this with the fact that i've not played adventures of robin hood or zombie teens evolution i kind of know a bit about both of them um zombie teens evolution is an interesting one because it's a sequel to zombie kids evolution which was a like a legacy game designed for younger players but i think by nature of that it feels a bit like oh like it's doing it's doing that again but for slightly older players so mm. it feels a little less fresh um adventures of robin hood is an interesting one so it's from yeah. uh, the Cosmos. designer of right. yeah and the designer of legends of andor mm. and it's kind of it's not a legacy game in the you tear up cards and you draw on a board but it comes with a board that's almost like an advent calendar and yeah, you, yeah. You like peel things out. off or put things on and the yeah. world changes so i think that also has like a good shot and it's like it's very, um, I think it's generally f- quite familiar in terms of like theme and mechanics otherwise. So I think that might sit in the right kind of space to, to win. <laughs> um, but I think Micro Macro has a good shot. I think Micro Macro also picked up the Asdor, the French Golden Ace Award. Maybe it's nominated. Um, but often if one wins one, it has a good chance of winning the other. So. Once again, it's every time that you were, you're speaking, Matt, the there's this like a cat thing going on. <laughs> She's and I... purring into the mic. She is. This is golden. If we were on the radio, this would when they'd be starting to play the like uh, emergency tone when they don't talk for 30 seconds. <laughs> this is like, oh, why did you get pulled off the air? Oh, well, we tried to broadcast the cat purr. <laughs> Uh, um, while we're on cats, um, I'm gonna butcher your name here. Agya um, asks, um, "Does Liv have a cat?" As anyone asked, I, I do. I do we have, have asked. That was in the interview process. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you can't have a job in this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I brought it up like uh, by myself, but um, but yeah, no, yeah, because the cat had pooped on your bed, the right? Cat pooped on my bed. Yeah, she pooped on my bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but she's at she's at home right now. Uh, and I've moved. Yeah, Liv has moved to Brighton, which we mm. none yeah. of us knew until the first day of Liv starting here. We were like, "Oh, surprise!" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, yeah. obviously, like the office is is only only open if people want to go to it right now. Like, it's not mm-hmm. there is no compulsory. So, like, so Liv was well within her right to stay <laughs> where she was, but decided she didn't want to, and that's fine. I look. I wanted to get the struggle out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because also I'm probably going to be moving again soonish. Because I would like to have my own place so that I can then bring my cat yeah. from where she is at home. Um, she's like 12 and she just wants to be with Aww. me, and I want to be with her. Um, 
so yes, she's called Bella, and I and I love her. Aww. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. Um. I I'll just hold her in front of the camera on a podcast, <laughs> like I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some point we'll just have to have once we can all get back together, just a dicebreaker cat cat gathering. Oh. So far, my so my cat. We've just moved house about a month ago, and there's two other cats living here. And Honey has made it very clear to the other cats that she's in charge by hissing and growling <laughs> oh, at them, God. and they run away every oh single God. time. Honey. Yeah, it's not been a good time. Honey, the bruiser. <laughs> she's such a bully. She's literally been chasing them down the stairs and out the house and stuff. It's <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I don't understand why these cats are here. I'm going to chase them out. Like, yeah, like they're mice. Uh, she's really like she's really showing them who's boss which i feel like i'm i'm proud of her in one way because she's such a shy cat usually but um i feel bad for the other two because they're being chased out of their own home oh. yeah and they're so lovely as well well that concludes our discussion on the spiel des yaras uh, uh <laughs> i'll run through the kenish Yaras nominations uh very quickly uh oh wait hold on i've gone past them point salad was recommended uh, rip point salad for not recommended. I recommended for the spiel this year. Sorry, not what like spiel. five years later. Yeah, it came out a while ago, but I think the both the spiel and the Kenner spiel depend on their German release. It might have been that they were later released mm. in German right. language. Okay. Um, so this year's Kenner sure spiel this year is uh, is Fancy Realms. So these are nominations: Fancy Realms, uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak, and Paleo. Uh, so I've heard of ruins. Um... Yeah, I've apparently we're not very like. I've well, heard of two of them, but I've not played any of them. Yeah, yeah, so for a bit of background, Fancy Realms comes from Bruce Glasgow, most known for Betrayal House on the Hill. Um, Lost Ruins of Arnak is like a mix of deck building and worker placement, yeah. um, and Paleo is like a co-op game where you are surviving in the Stone Age. Mm. Uh, I believe, like, of those, <laughs> I've not played any of them, much like the rest of the Well, screen. yeah, no, but it's uh, weird. Paleo's got like, a bit of buzz behind it. But... I, feel like, I feel like with board games, apart from things like Frosthaven and, you know, like, there, there are a few that, like, and or, you know, like, the, the next, uh, like, like Root was massive. There are a few Ooh. games where everyone has heard of this thing. But also, there are just, like, so many games where someone would be like, here's our game of the year, and you'd be like, what the hell is that? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was only, only, like, 50 copies were printed yeah. and it's only available in <laughs> German at the moment. That is That does happen. It's like, sometimes the uh, Spiel or Kenner Spiel win is enough for something to then get the momentum to be yeah. localized yeah. into other languages and regions. Um, so sometimes it is the way that something that came out several years ago will win, or something will win and then not kind of blow up for several years because mm. it takes ages to produce and print things. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of this. I think, I mean, it's not been a super, I don't think it's been a super strong year for new releases yeah. because of everything going on. Um, I don't think it's a super weak year either. Like looking at those games, they seem like they fit into those categories and it's not a stretch, but it just, yeah, there's, there's nothing there that's, really excited me micromacker is cool i guess micromacker, yeah micromacker is a cool concept i think it like had it had it stuck the landing i think it would have been a really big blow up but, yeah. i do think yeah i think the the idea is good right and hopefully it feels like a proof of concept right that. and I, I, yeah. I yeah seeing as they're now working on another one I, i'm excited to see what they do with it yeah mm -hmm. uh so yeah that's that's new segment uh newly shortened uh other things on the website which i've quickly run through uh hello holly uh, me and <laughs> spoke to Isaac and Lindsay from oh. <laughs> from Rose Gauntlet. She's not meant to do that. 
Um, Luke Shaw wrote something about the passing of the Berserk creator, Kentaro Miura. Uh, that went up on the website today. Um, we, well, I spoke to Blacklist Games and Needy Cat Games about Myth and Goal, which is kind of like a Blood Bowl spiritual successor, although they're very deliberate in saying it's not a Blood Bowl spiritual <laughs> successor. It's a fantasy football miniatures game that's coming out. It sounds kind of cool. There's more of a focus on team management. Um, Chase covered Frosthaven, the recent stuff around Frosthaven and the steps they're taking oh, to yeah. be more culturally sensitive. Uh, around Definitely some check of the, that one out. Yeah, yeah some of the um, elements maybe, of the world in the last game, Gloomhaven. Maybe avoid uh, the comments section on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chase also covered Into the Motherlands, which is currently up on Kickstarter, which is a new RPG coming up that we've covered before, which sounds really interesting. Uh, and then Rob Wheeland covered Marvel Heroic Roleplaying. My brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we land. Um, Marvel Heroic Roleplaying, which is... Where do you land? A Marvel superhero game, <laughs> roleplaying game. Boys. Which was only available for one year before it was pulled and cancelled. Mm. Um, but it's kind of regarded as one of the best kind of comic book RPGs that you can play. Um, unfortunately, it's really hard to find, but uh, it has like elements of it have lived on in other games. So I would go and check that out. Like, uh, it's a really good piece. Um, um, have much more soon. When I say don't read the comments on the Kickstarter thing, by the way, I don't mean our article. Like we we moderate our comments and like that. Yeah, <laughs> actually pretty good. But the Kickstarter article itself from um, Isaac Childs is his name. Yeah, um, Childress. Yeah, Childress. Sorry. Yeah, there there's some really horrendous stuff in there. Like genuinely, be careful when you when you stumble. I'm assuming a lot of the things have now been deleted. But yeah, you would hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, it's time for <gasps> this week's segment of the week. Uh, I can't we remember who put this in the document. Who came up with this? Was I it, put it in the document, you, but I think it was Wheels' idea. Oh, do I have to make the name then? Um, yep. This, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're Welcome, right, man. It's, yeah. It is difficult. Uh, this, this segment is called uh, One Star Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the anonymous board game reviews show. Yes, but then that, like, we're we're supposed, we're, like, purposefully going for bad reviews, though, right? Mm. This, Mm. I I think, you could also call this uh, Boiled Piss, the angry gamer show. Um, (laughs) That could also work. That probably exists. (laughs) But basically, um, this is a a segment that I think we kind of collectively came up with. I don't really want to put too much credit on myself for it. But essentially, we are going to all, and we've all picked one. I'm hoping that we haven't picked the same game as each other. We'll find out. I'm worried that I have, but we'll see. Um, We are going to all pick a game. We're going to go to the Board Game Geek website page for that, uh, and we're going to click on all the one-star reviews for that mm. game. Speaking we've of pu- places you should avoid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've purposely picked games that we know are very popular, I believe. Um, yeah. So, like, th- this, these are going to be contrarians, most likely, or people who very much disagree with the popular consensus. Um, mm-hmm. Would anyone like to begin? I'll go first. Go for okay. it. All right. So we're going to try okay. and guess and chat. Chat, you try and guess as well. Yeah. But... Why not? All those okay. listening at home after the fact. Mm. Send in uh, your answers on the postcard. Yeah. Tell us how many points you got. Uh, so we've got the first comment here says, worst game ever. <laughs> and, then it, and then it's like space, 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 space. So you have to press the more button to see more. <laughs> and then it says, would personally give it a minus 
Nine billion nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Hawaii in the U.S. That common. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I want to. I want to make sure to to begin with to pick ones that are not too obvious as to what the game is. Yeah, like get get them to be like more and more uh, guessable with each one. I yes, think. I think that's the way yeah. we should do it. And then maybe we get uh, more points if we guess it before anyone else. <laughs> um, this person says, I have to rate it a one just on principle. <laughs> I don't know what that means. This game killed my family. Where's <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one of my favorite ones? I can't seem to find it. Uh... Oh, let's go with this one. We've got this one from Coming, which is a place in Georgia, apparently. Uh, it says, uh, my sister enjoyed it more than us, so we gifted it to her. <laughs> okay, well, that's nice. Uh, where's the review from the sister? The sister probably yeah. had some very nice comments that we want to hear about. Well, I'm looking at the one-star reviews, Wheels. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> is this... Is it Star Realms? How dare you? Ooh. There is uh, no bad reviews about I'm gonna actually, <laughs> I have to say, I'm going to have to exempt myself from guessing this because, Lolis, I also picked this game. And when you started reading that first review, I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? So Matt, quickly, 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 just find something else. else. Find something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's no, so funny. Uh, I've got dull game, won't play again. Hold on. I'm going to pick um, yeah. pick ones that are maybe slightly more yeah, towards clues, what. I, yeah. Uh, what was the one I saw earlier? Um... Oh, yeah, I honestly don't understand the hype for this game. I found it to be one of the most mind-numbing, boring games out there. <laughs> so you know there's some hype about the game. Okay. That's your okay. clue there. Okay. Uh, without exaggeration, this is the game I have least enjoyed playing. Irredeemable. Irredeemable. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Oh. Uh. Okay. What's a big hypey game? Is it mm. Terraforming Mars? No. Uh, okay. Uh, pandemic says Weihan Lim in the chat. No. Risk. No. Okay. Uh, right. Let's try this one. Glad I got to try it before I bought it. I can get my, I can get my family to play Catan and Splendor. This would have turned them off from gaming. There's no game here. Uh, I would say at least one person in the chat has now guessed it correctly. Is oh. it the mind? Nope. Okay, that's a common one that people oh, say. Oh, the mind I bet yeah. is nightmarish. <laughs> this isn't even a game. <laughs> okay, I, I'll... Mm, Ticket to I've ride. I've got one. Yes. Yes! Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's so we, funny we that we chat? picked that. Yeah. Uh, David, I think, was it? David Leonard? Uh, was yeah, there somebody David before? Leonard, uh, David Leonard Flagon yeah, got it. Uh, Tim Phillips got it. So yes, congrats all. Yes, ticket to ride. Oh, I should have I should have done Camelot's second edition. Ticket to ride, like, yeah. How did I, I mean... even not get that? <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. I've got a few sort of lined up that I think get less co complex of each okay. one. Yeah, from, from us. From us, wheels is on one point, by the way. We should probably say that. Okay. <laughs> um alrighty then. Here we go. Uh I'll do that one second because I think that one's Okay, here we go. For, all right, your first one, this is the Vegas one. I owned this game, 
and then I didn't. Pre-order fiasco was enough to ban this game from my collection. Which fiasco? Pre-order fiasco was Pre-order enough to fiasco. ban oh. this game from my collection. Oh, it, was it, is it Wingspan? No. Uh, okay. Was it... It's, it's not Gloomhaven, is it? It is Gloomhaven. Stupid game. It's like a Marvel movie. Not worth watching twice. <laughs> I I get like 100 points because I guess off the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get 100 points, ladies. <laughs> I also love the idea of someone being like, I've played the whole of Gloomhaven. A game that takes like dozens of hours to yeah. finish and be yeah. like, oh, I've had such a terrible time with the dozens of hours I've put into this, I won't play it twice. Literally, the most overrated game in history should have started out as a digital and stayed there. Play two hours to do two rooms of a dungeon crawl? Pointless waste of time and money. That's normal. That's really normal. Uh, this person scares me. I don't like it. <laughs> I should highlight those were all different people. Yeah. <laughs> Just that last one was really... Uh, right. Liv, do you want to go? Yeah, I can give it a go. Um, okay. Get your whiny so... voice out. <laughs> oh, that's just my normal voice. I know. Okay, this one says, got from, Walgre- got from Walgreens on clearance. Haven't played. So I don't know why they've rated it. <laughs> what? Why did they rate it? That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you rating the game? Because <laughs> they haven't played it, so it's not good. Um, okay. I mean, that's Loli's looking at the second edition cover. Really. <laughs> I'm a lot, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I guess? Is it the second edition cover? <laughs> <laughs> <It's not now. laughs> um, okay, this one I quite like. Um, I was at first blown away by the concept of this game. But I have never seen a game cause more legitimate fights between friends in my entire life. It is a view is at the point now that when someone says they want to play it, I just sit and watch. Done with this werewolf. One. I was gonna say werewolf. Mm. Not werewolf. No. Oh, is it the I resistance? was about to say it. It is the resistance. Oh yeah. come on, that's basically werewolf. <laughs> it's not like one of those, doesn't it? Yeah. I unfortunately have had exactly that experience where people did not want to play it anymore because yeah. it got. Everyone got very good at lying. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't like playing it because I played with people who broke the game, and I was like, well, if this game can be broken, I don't really want to play. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the comments were just kind of like, <laughs> this game would be good with the right people. I have not found the right people. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like a review of their friendship group. Yeah. <laughs> I give my friends one out of ten. Oh, hey, bud, are you, are you okay? I hope we found the right people. <laughs> I gave my friends to my sister. That's hilarious. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, I'll go. Um, oh, this is such a long one. Okay, hold on. Um, what wheels? Oh, I've I've set up a new one. Um, oh, sure. okay. Yeah, oh, I didn't realize yeah, we set up my, a new one. My one, uh, my one got guessed so easily. That I want to do another one. His uh, one worst game ever created outside of kick my sack so i don't know if that's a genuine genuine kick game or if that's just someone saying they'd rather be kicked in the groin <laughs> than this game oh, that one really got me <laughs> is it monopoly <laughs> it's not monopoly 
Um, <laughs> this is not a game. This is an experience with nothing but luck. It's like a long version of Bingo, one of the worst games ever made. Ooh. Are there numbers involved then? Yeah, it seems like it. Okay, luck. <laughs> when you finally forget this, the part of the thing with that is it's nothing like bingo. Um, <laughs> is it a talisman? It's not talisman. Okay. Uh, star realms. It's not star realms. Okay. Camelot. People always complain about the luck. Each time a group plays this, we have the highest hope that it won't devolve into a swarming crap storm and are disappointed to find it swirling into the toilet bowl of uneven <laughs> games. The flexibility of the design punishes the gamers every time. Oh no, not the gamers. Betrayal at House Ooh. of Hill. It is Betrayal at House yes! of Hill. Wow. Get well it. done. Wheels is winning. Yeah, that was very good. I'm personally offended. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, actually, um, Matt, that you put, picked that because earlier when I was getting mine ready, I was like, because we kind of had um, looked at these before and I kind of had touched on Ticket to Ride before. So as my backup game was Betrayal at House on the Hill, since we were, <laughs> that we're choosing the same games all the time. Thomas Warhack in the chat says, that's not fair. Kick my sack as a solid 7.1 <laughs> on <DVD." laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Have, we, have we gone all the way around now? Yeah, yeah we have. Uh, we could probably do a couple more quickly. Yeah. Have you got a second one lined up because you started, Lilies? Uh, no, go for it. Okay. I didn't realize we were doing another round, so I wasn't ready. All right. <laughs> this, this is... Okay, here we go. This one comes from Australia. Uh, update 2021. This comment has been edited and they have given further thoughts from a previous <laughs> review. <clears throat> I finally managed to play my way through this to the end of this trash fire. Never have I encountered game design that is so lazy, so unplaytested, and harboring so much contempt towards the players. This game is in desperate need of streamlining, or better yet, set it all on fire and start again from scratch. Or better still, just don't. Just make a different game entirely. Tapestry. It's a pandemic. It's not oh, pandemic, it's not tapestry. Tapestry's a good guess, though. Someone in Philadelphia just says, hated it. Concise. <laughs> 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 yeah, you got you got to admire that. Mm. Um, there's a lot of guesses. Wait, did you say pandemic? Legacy, Lurleys. I said pandemic, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in the, the mm. chat guessing that. Honestly, um, I don't understand how anyone can think this game is great because it's just shallow, flawed, and poorly made in so many ways. Aquamar <laughs> is a good guess, I think, mm. that somebody in the chat said. William Black said. Was that an Arkham Horror I heard? Mm. Elaborate. Oh, is it? Oh, Arkham Horror the card game. It is Arkham Horror the card yeah, game. Oh, I feel like I feel like Liv can probably get that one. Uh, now yeah, that you that know, here's, here's another good one. Hmm. FFG product strike one, Asmodee strike two and three. <laughs> <laughs> living card game. Yeah, we make a good living off cranking this stuff out. Wow. <laughs> Jesus! Why did you buy it then? Uh, like that one guy who just got it from Walgreens and then didn't play it. You yeah, know, like, it's just, just like if you if you hate all fantasy flight games and living card games, why have you bought it, played it, and reviewed it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, I've got one. Unless Liv or Lodi's, you've got one lined up. Um, no, I've got one. 
I, it's so long that I haven't fully read it out, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's, it seems really weird. Okay. I'll give it. Okay. So my wife and I played this with another, another couple. The couple got this for the holidays and were eager to try it out. The couple's three-year-old would pop up every 10 minutes wanting to see what was going on. And I'd play with him for a bit until it was my turn. By the end, I was so bored. I would just do my turn as quickly as possible. Then go watch the Incredibles with the three-year-old in the other room. <laughs> Towards the end of the game, one of the adults came in and told me I'd won. <laughs> what? I was never what? invested in the game and I never tried to interact with the other players. Somehow I won even without trying. Sitting in a room and watching The Incredibles with a three-year-old was far more enjoyable. Oh my god. That's From incredible. Indiana. Uh, what game could this be, though? I uh, don't know. Scythe? No. It's got to be something that... Something that you can, can just like just do your turn thinking. without even thinking. Mm. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to find others. Is it Camelot? <laughs> I mean, it's not Talisman, is it? No. Hmm. Or like Catan? No, it is not. Carcassonne. Um... <laughs> Oh, this is okay. All right, all right. I'll hear another game where you can just. Okay. Hmm. Um, a lot of them have complaints that it doesn't. It's not very good for people who are colorblind, which is that's a that's definite fair. complaint. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Wait, whilst um, we're waiting for, Wayan Lim has found a great review that <laughs> he wanted to share with us. Mm-hmm. It's really not that great a game. If you are fooled by the colourful pieces, then you are an idiot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How dare they call me out in such a way. Um, uh, this is going to, like, so this will give it away completely, but I don't think we've, well, we're getting any closer. Gets first no, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> Verdict. It's the panda game. Oh, oh Tekinoko. Tekinoko. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lily's got that. Lily's got that. Mm-hmm. It's the panda game. It's the panda game. It's the panda game. If you need a panda... you got one, I can do a quick one if you want. Mm. No, I've been going through them. I mean, like... we, can, we can always move on to emails as well. I feel like uh, <laughs> if I have to do that voice again, I'm going to pull something. Uh, I can do one more because this one made me laugh. Uh, it, it will have a swear, but I can't... I got... I gotta do it. It's fine. Yeah, we'll beep it afterwards. But people no, watching mean, live, I mean, just say beep, Matt. <laughs> yeah, because I've got to, I've got to deliver it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. What, what if you an... give me a wink? I'll say beep. Hold on. What an awful little shit. <laughs> <laughs> Luck in this one is so frustrating that I was actually ahead of the rest and still feeling as bad as if I was losing miserably. Is it Camelot? <laughs> it's not. Uh, I'll keep going because we will wrap this up. Not my game. Endless boredom. <laughs> Someone just torture. <laughs> oh, the game. Uh, thanks, name of game. You did your job well. Now it's time to retire forever. Uh, between the there we go between the robber and the trading this is basically a vote who wins game, and I've been on the wrong side of that equation too many times <laughs> <laughs> it is no Katan, one in yeah. my friend group likes me <laughs> <laughs> once again this is very much a them problem yeah, not the game there. Uh, yeah there we go that was what What do we call this segment the mystery uh, one star mysteries <laughs> that, that will do 
Uh, well, let's answer some quick questions from the chat and from emails. If you've got a question for the Dicebreaker podcast, emails. you can reach us. Thank you. You can reach us at podcast at dicebreaker.com. If you're watching live, drop it in the chat. We'll try and do some quick ones or we'll save them for next time. We'll still get to them. Uh, I do have a couple of messages from chat that I yeah, uh, copied and pasted from earlier. Yeah, lowlies. Oh, go. One from Josh Wariad, who says, a quick question for Mr. Whelan. When is the next MTGA stream going to be? I'm trying out a new blue deck that isn't all about shutting down your opponent. I would love to see someone play a blue deck uh, in a way that isn't designed only to make someone upset. Uh, that I, I'm not sure when we're going to do our next arena stream um because we've got i mean we've we've got three members of the team now so we're just so much content we're just, <laughs> we're just making it rain with content um but yeah no look out for that i maybe in the next couple of weeks like we, we can slot one in absolutely mm -hmm. because I, I really like doing those they're really good fun people seem to really enjoy them too yeah so. i also i need to fix my arena account because i physically cannot accept battle requests right now so and oh. honestly arena support is really bad <laughs> <laughs> so look out for that uh yeah thank you for your question uh wheels uh would you like to read this one from eleanor okay eleanor smith asks i have a question what would a dicebreaker version of Taskmaster look like? And uh, <gasps> honestly, I think that's what we've kind of been trying to do with this new segment on the podcast. <laughs> but what would a dicebreaker version of Taskmaster look like? I have not watched a whole lot of Taskmaster. I've just seen I, I haven't watched any of it. Mm. So, so yeah. Lowly, it's very you are, good. You're a resident Taskmaster expert. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> it would just be Taskmaster, but with us. Like, it's, I mean... <laughs> I feel like... Taskmaster's contestants fall into, like, different categories, right? You've got, like, logical, slow approach. Mm -hmm. You've got impulse, like, try-everything approach. Lollies. You've yeah. got completely off-the-wall, <laughs> like, going to solve this, but in the most unexpected way approach. Me so, like, we, yeah. But I feel like we could slot into each of those mm -hmm. those categories. But who who knows? Maybe maybe at some point we'll play. There are a number of Taskmaster like games and experiences out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll do something like. I think that'd be that. a nice one to do when we're back together. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. probably a little hard as it is now. But oh, hi Meg. Hi Meg. <laughs> Hello Meg. Uh, if you missed the podcast with Meg from a couple of weeks ago, you can go find it. Mm. It was very pleasant. Meg, do it. Go find us it live here on Fridays at 2pm BST on. <laughs> forward slash dicebreaker remember if you want to catch the podcast live <laughs> come and join Meg. us uh Liv, have you got this doc open uh, uh, apex, apex says, wheels yeah. did <laughs> excuse me i shouted emails thank you very wheels much wheels literally yeah. shouted it's so and loud then i said in me and absence <laughs> apex don't be coming in here with your shade <laughs> um which one am i looking at here matt uh, down the bottom. Would you like to read this one that I'm just going to copy and paste in Ooh, from you. David Leonard Flanagan, please? Yeah. When I find... Oh, yep, yep, yep. Now I got it. Um, so... Oh. Oh, no! Oh, no, Olivia just oh, the call, so I'll quickly read I was it. like, why is she pausing <laughs> so long? David Leonard Flanagan asks, what genre of television would you like to see adapted into a board game? Genre is an interesting one. Yeah, rather genre, than specific rather than, show. Not what TV show? But what genre. I want to see. Like all the genres this. have been made already, surely. Yeah, I think there were some that hadn't, and now recently, now that modern board games are coming in, like you know, like Fog of Love, doing like uh, rom mm. and stuff like that. Um, is there a genre? I want to see uh, a board game about 
game shows, but the background process of game shows. Because there's a <laughs> there's a really good um, game by Gil Hover called The Networks, which is about like programming, mm. like scheduling programs in order to get an audience. But I think specifically organizing a game show but you're like maybe it's a kind of rigged game show and you're having to do it so that contestants don't actually win any money um so you're almost like having to stop them winning money so it's like go for broke but you're stopping people on the other side you know it's wheel of fortune but you're slowing it down so it lands on the wrong one (laughs) and things like that i kind of yeah it reminds me of how um like murder mysteries there's that is it the bloody inn where it's like Mm you're the ones actually murdering everyone at the pub and so like all that kind of thing i'd like i'd like to see sort of maybe genres that we're we're already familiar with but from a very different perspective kind of thing would be quite fun mm-hmm. uh, nope oh, well and our frame is now gone as well because... <laughs> <laughs> apologies everyone <laughs> look once we're back in the studio together this won't happen unless one of us disappears out of the room suddenly uh let's finish up with this very quick one that i'll read from chris Dawes for you lonies mainly does quack scratch the same itch as dominion and i'll tell you i don't know uh, i played <laughs> dominion. dominion no i have i have i played dominion years ago back when people were like oh my god you like star realms you should probably play this other game oh it was paris hilton who recommended it was it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like okay cool let's do it and i thought it was really dull so um it's a bland game it's a very bland game yeah i know that alex main is a fan of dominion and i think it's boring (laughs) (laughs) i think you should have read reviews for dominion that would have been a great one yeah it's it's one of those games where it was like it was the it was the thing that introduced everyone to deck building it's like it's the first one that got really popular in that genre so it's like people will be like oh i love dominion it's like that's great but there's there's since then yeah there have been so many more interesting deck building games and just with better art and kind of like i played it once or twice i wasn't into it so quacks is I would say about 500% better than Dominion. I do, I do think they're very different experiences, though, because I think Quax is more like a sort of... Quax is like you're adding a different side to a dice every time you every time you pull, right? Whereas Dominion is, is more like a sort of like engine builder almost, where it's like, I get this thing, which allows me to get that thing, which allows me to get that thing. So, like, they're, they're, they are, I think, different experiences. Like, Quax is a lot more sort of gambly and push your luck, whereas Dominion's a bit yeah. more just sort of like the who can who can curve upwards quick enough basically yeah it's not like offensively better i think it's just like they like say it's just a bit dull it feels like a blueprint for what came after yeah. like in the t- in the time like playing it when there was nothing else like that i can imagine it would be amazing mm. but since then there have been so many better deck builders that it's hard to recommend that as the thing that you would even start with now yeah. you can yeah. just jump straight in with something that's so much better yeah. i definitely think they should update the art as well because it's ugly if you like um if you like Dominion but you want to try something a little bit different, uh one that I quite like, I don't know if it's in print still, but Arctic Scavengers is a good game. It's mm. uh it's it's a similar vibe where you're like you're building up a deck of like people who can do things for you. Um but at the end of each round, every card that you didn't spend to do actions, you get to hold back to fight for a secret resource in the middle of the table that's really valuable. It's really cool. It's really interesting. It's like a sort of post apocalyptic winter theme as well, which is kinda cool. Yeah, uh, I would say that actually, uh, because we won't recommend a game that has any connection to a turf, uh, if you find Toy Story, I think it's called Adventures and Objects and Adventures. It's a really bad name, Um, but it has the same thing that uh, Hogwarts Battle had, where you 
play a deck builder, but it has chapters. So it's almost like a legacy yeah. game and it slowly gets more complicated. So I think that's like a perfect entry step if you're looking for something yeah, to get you, into the genre. If you've played a lot of deck builders and you want something that's a, a little bit a little bit tasty and mixes it in with a different genre, me and Matt, and I think Lolis as well, actually, we played on, on our Let's Play and you really enjoyed it as well. Um, but the uh, World War II themed deck builder, um, which I forgot the name, Undaunted Normandy, that's mm -hmm. the one. Undaunted mm. Normandy and Undaunted uh, Campaign for North, North Africa. Africa. Yeah. Just North Africa. Just... Campaign for North Africa, very different game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, the Undaunted games are really, really good. Um, they're really, really something. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember when we were just about to play it, ladies, you were like, oh, I don't really get World War II games. And I was like, apparently it's good even if you don't like World War II games. And we were. I remember not wanting to play because it was like Americans versus Germans yeah. and like World set in World War II. And I was not very comfortable with it. But. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. did. Uh, I was actually holding it. I was in a in a shop the other day and I was looking at board games and I held it in my hand and I was like, should I buy it? And I was like, oh, because I, I think we played it like once or twice on that mm. stream and I haven't played it since. So I, yeah. I feel like I need to play it again just to yeah. make sure. Yeah, the, the but, yeah. North Africa one's really cool because it adds like tanks and like the, you get like a real sort of like um, asymmetry to the factions because you get yeah. the, the little scrappy sort of SAS style squad against like an, a, a proper contingent of soldiers kind of thing yeah. which is quite cool. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think I'm a bit like weary about games that are set on real wars. I'd yeah, like, that's fair. That's fair. Mm, it's not real. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. And there we go. That is this week's podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here live before you vanish <laughs> off into the... <laughs> the Rest internet effer world uh look it, it wouldn't be here, a then she podcast was or in fact a live stream if there wasn't some kind of technical hiccup for someone <laughs> along the way uh we made it a good ways in uh thanks for being here wills and lowlies as always a pleasure uh thanks, thanks. for watching this thanks for you did it at the same time yeah. we're confused <laughs> yeah right, I'm, look, I'm wrapping up quickly uh thanks for watching us if you're watching live we are now live if you are catching this on catch up uh through spotify or itunes but we're live every friday 2 p.m bst um and we'll be doing that forever now so For come join us ask your questions days. live uh if you miss this or if you want to subscribe to the audio version you can find it on spotify itunes the rss feed you can head to dicebreaker.com to find that of course we can be found at join dicebreaker on twitter uh youtube.com slash dicebreaker or dicebreaker.com we'll be back next friday live uh but until then within the dicebreaker team thank you for listening or watching Stay safe out there. Enjoy your weekends and have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.